And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on XFM Radio. has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight. And like I said, you listen to The Political Show where radio has never been better. And Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. And this week's hot politics is a hot politic topic. Very hot. We are speaking about... Davos, and not just about the the meeting that they have every year, but specifically what they discussed this year in terms of the pandemic, in terms of climate change, and and stuff. Do you want to explain more about what we're going to be speaking about? Yeah, um, basically, obviously, Klaus Schwab is the founder, and um, he's part of this elite globalist class. He yeah. wrote a book a number of years ago called The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. He wrote one year in 2020 uh, called The Great Reset. Yeah. And, um, you know, even our own president, Sora Maposa, he's even made statements that you hear things like um, it's, uh, we have this unique opportunity to reimagine the economy, to address, you know, um, social imbalances, um, you know, build back better. Yeah. Don't know if you've seen all of the nations there, presidents and prime ministers saying, Let's build back better. That's Joe Biden. Yeah. JB and then uh, BBB, build back better. Uh, all of that stuff comes from the World Economic Forum. Yeah. And, um, you know, what what this forum is actually all about, it's an organization that's been put in place to allow some elite global banker type people to gain control of the whole world economy. Yep. And they, they do it under the guise of saying we need to address social imbalances. So here's the theory, right? So you've got the, the rich and the haves, and so in Saviour, that's your whites, they say. Mm-hmm. And the have-nots, which is the blacks, they say. Mm-hmm. So in other words, they now divide you along racial lines. And then, and then what happens is they say, right, we need to, we need to make everyone equal. So the, the blacks who they have-nots, they will stay at the bottom. The whites will be collapsed to be at the same level of the blacks. Mm. And then obviously everything becomes cheap. So then these elites take over everything. Yeah. Now, you know, in South Africa, the, the, the white-black thing is just the argument that they use. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it's a nonsense argument. Um, but they actually teach us in universities and all of this kind of stuff that the world is such a terrible place that, uh, the, uh, you know, free, free, free market economics is a terrible system. And uh, this thing of people having ownership is a terrible thing. So at the end of the day, just cancel it all, make everyone equal, everyone do it poor, and uh, let's control everything. They they, they want worldwide control. That's what we're going to be speaking about. It's going to be quite interesting. And a lot of the things that they speak about is out in the open. And yeah, this is the political show where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Here's a song by Act of Worship called Visions and Dreams. 
I'm going to give you some information about a meeting that happened on September 1st at the World Economic Forum. 
Uh, and I want you to really understand what's being said here. Tell me about the two people that are involved. Right. So this is an interview, believe it or not, yeah. between the head of the World Economic Forum. Yeah. And by the way, anyone who says it's a conspiracy, we're telling you, go to the World Economic Forum. Listen to them. They're openly discussing it. Absolutely. They published this interview on their own on the World Economic Forum website. It's between the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, one of the most outspoken supporters of the Great Reset, of resetting the global system, of forcing America to come along with it, as well as other countries around the world, and Christine Lagarde, who is the head of the European Central Bank. That's the bank, essentially, for the European Union and the euro. It's sort it's like of our, like the Fed. Our Fed. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he asks the head of the European Fed about the role central central banks should have in society. Now, what is our Fed's charter? Our Fed's charter is very simple. What is it? Our Fed's charter is to ensure that the monetary system is, you know, stable. Yes, stable and to watch for inflation. Right. That's it. So she said, now listen to this. What role can central banks play in the fight against climate change? Well, that's a highly controversial issue. There are some traditional thinkers who believe central banks should altogether stay out of that business and exclusively uh, concentrate on inflation and price stability. That's the charter of the Fed Bank. I strongly disagree with that. At the ECB, the Fed of Europe, we now have wrapped up and concluded our strategy review, which was the first one in 17 years. And I was blessed to have an entire governing council unanimously agree that the fight against climate change should be one of the considerations that we take when we determine monetary policy. So at least the European Central Bank is of the view that climate change is an important component in order to decide on monetary policy. Okay, you can say, well, that's good because climate change is really important. That's not the scary part. Listen to what she says. After acknowledging central banks should get involved in this, Lagarde said people are going to have to suffer and sacrifice. Listen to this. And that takes me to your second question, Lagarde said. Can we arrive at the trade-off between fighting climate change, preserving biodiversity, and yet securing enough growth to respond to legitimate demands of the population? Listen to that again. Can we fight climate change and secure enough growth to respond to legitimate demands of the population? legitimate whatever they define as legitimate demands and my first answer klaus to be firm is that to have a way of life we need life and in the medium term we have major threats on the horizon that could cause the death of hundreds of thousands of people so we must think life first we have to think of way of life second Do you understand, America, what that means? You have elites that you never elected that are having these meetings. They are out in the... You have Davos. Davos is the World Economic Forum. So you have all of those elites that go to Davos every year deciding what is a legitimate need for you. 
So that was a portion of a video that played on um, the Glen Bakeshire. Yes, on YouTube and, and stuff. And they were basically speaking about how an interview or meeting that took place between Klaus Schwab, who is the head of the World Economic Forum, and um, a central banker, I forgot her name. <laughs> Christine Lagarde. Yes, Christine Lagarde. Where they were basically speaking how central banks uh, should begin to make monetary policies for climate change and stuff. And then spoke... Well, only the initially these organizations were only supposed to handle monetary policy and banking. Yeah. Interest rates and all I of those sorts of things. And now they're saying, no, they must get involved in climate change. Yeah, I mean, I don't go to the bank to ask how I should save the, the earth. The earth. I mean, I wouldn't want to go there. Imagine going to your banker and depending on the type of account you're opening and, and, and all of these things, all your interest rates are dependent on how you deal with climate change and things like that. That's basically what she's speaking about. And I personally, she says, she actually says, they, they, they quote her that traditional thinkers say that bankers or your central bank, your local bank should focus on monetary so they're saying that you're a traditional thinker if that's the case and that's not what she believes and, and, and things like that. So they spoke about that and she then went on sp to speak about the fact that one way to tackle climate change is if you focus on the needs of the people, which sounds awesome. I mean, the needs of the people and stuff. But then... No, but she uses the word legitimate needs. Yes, legitimate and needs. who does she think she is? Yes, because... The need of someone who has a specific social stance is not the same of as the person. For instance, in South Africa, those that live in squatter camps and stuff, their needs are not the same as those that live in an area like Sandton, which is one of the rich areas in, 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 the, in, in the north here in South Africa, in Joburg, and, and, and stuff like that. So she says legitimate needs, and then they basically speak about the fact that who decides the needs of the people? They decide. The World Economic Forum basically decides the needs of the people. Davis well, they decide if a need is legitimate. Yeah, basically. So let me quickly go through what Davos is, for those of you who don't know what Davos is. Now, Davos is the informal name of the annual four-day conference held by the World Economic Forum in Davos, Clusters, uh, Switzerland. The nonprofit organization's aim is to engage the foremost political business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas according to its website. So according to the website, that's what Davos is for. Now, each year, business leaders and heads of state give lectures and speak on panels about topics ranging from gender equality and venture capital to mental health and climate change. The real, and then <laughs> this is what, this is from Wikipedia, the real magic happens behind closed doors. However, the rich and powerful use the event as a chance to network and hash out their differences out of the public eye. North and South Korean officials held their first ever ministerial level meetings at Davos in 1989, while Greece and Macedonia settled their nearly three-decade-long conflict over Macedonia's name at the event in 2018, according to BBC. And this year's Davos focused on the Great Reset. I mean, they're talking about World Economic Forum. So when this, uh, this forum was first created, it was about e economics. Yeah. Now, what does mental health have to do with economics? 
um, you know, what does women's issues have to do with economics? Yeah. So now this is this is this is like more sort of a a world government sort of um, uh, you know structure, if if I can put it that yeah. way. And so look, looking at looking at all of these things, what you also find at Davos. Um, now it wasn't it wasn't quite the same in 2021 because of the pandemic. Yeah. But normally you'd find all the presidency mm. and the prime ministers and most of your leaders of of the top nations in the world would all congregate, you know, in in Davos, and then you'd have all these media organisations and yeah. um, you know all of these. There's just so much of a focus, and it's normally at the beginning of January every year. Mm. And uh, what is the point of this for the common person? And then the thing that that should disturb anyone is that most of the magic happens behind closed doors. Yes. So we don't get to see that magic that they speak yeah. about. Now, th yeah. now, most of the leaders who are there are supposedly the leaders of nations where they're in a democracy, mm -hmm. which means they were voted into power by the people, which means they're the people's representatives. Yeah. So you know, there's this, this whole philosophy that says that um, these leaders are able to have clandestine, secret conversations is something that really irks me yeah what makes them so special mm. and know uh, the people can't can't handle all the information or something like that that's what they that's the kind of thing that they would say and um you know you can belittle the people like that but it's actually hogwash yeah um wh why why do these things not need to see the light of day wh wh what are you really hiding yeah. what are you really you know on about mm. so you know davos is something I, I normally every year i didn't watch it this year because, um, you know, all my interest in all of these globalist organizations has, have, have, has dissipated through 2020 mm. with what uh, the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, all of these organizations did to the world's population and to, um, you know, to, to the world's economies. Yeah. And they also all have this little lapel thing like a circle mm. that they all wear. And it's like a secret club. Yeah. Um, the same as when you have your G7 meetings and yeah. you know, all of those sorts of yeah. things. They had that in Cornwall now, not so long ago, yeah. you know, in the British summer. Um, and then they have these secret meetings and, and things are discussed that people never voted for. Yeah. But you're supposedly a democracy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you have to get invited to this. You don't just go to... No, you, you don't just pitch up. Yeah, mm. you have you to get invited. you're invited or you're a waiter or a waitress. Yes, mm. exactly one of those things. So now they had the agenda obviously of the Great Reset and it's basically the post-COVID-19 world. What it looks like, what they basically trying to focus. Now this on, when you go on the websites and stuff they say that the COVID-19 pandemic has proven that no institution or individual can take on the economic, environmental, social and technological challenges of our world by itself. The crisis has bolstered trends that were evident even before its onset, such as digitization or the need for sustainable and inclusive development. Now, these are the five things that they focused on in terms of the Great Reset Initiative. So on Monday, the 25th of January, they spoke about designing cohesive, sustainable and resilient economic systems. Yeah. One of the things that I found um, is that you know, people get on with it. So, the thing is, um, why, why do you need a few people to come up with this stuff? Mm -hmm. It's the same as when they came up with the United Nations. 
Um, they, were, they just had World War II and they used that to advantage to say we need to have United Nations to make sure that uh, you know we never have World War II again. Yeah. But since since the the formation of the United Nations, there's been probably more wars than ever before. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, what what gives them the right to come and discuss these things and make all these decisions? Yeah. And uh, most likely, the vast majority of people do not they do not want it. Yeah, yeah. And then on Tuesday, the twenty sixth of January, they spoke about driving responsible industry transformation and growth. Now, why is, why is it responsible? This is part of an ideology called you do everything for the greater good. Yeah. So it's a very clever mechanism. Mm. Everyone suffers. Everyone loses out. But no, no, when you're suffering, you're contributing to the greater yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, in that, in that video that we played in the beginning, he actually mentioned that she said that people will have to suffer and sacrifice. Why? For... To, to fight climate change. Why are we suffering and sacrifice? What are we suffering for yeah, and, and what are we sacrificing? This week, this week I spoke on the situation about an article um, speaking about the, the uh, 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 claim that's been made that Antarctica over the last, since the 1990s, the last 20 years or so, has been getting colder. That's very contradictory to the... There's also another one that said that um, with the increase in CO2, the world's more green. Oh. There's, a, there's more greenery. So in other words, you've got more plants growing. Interesting. Which actually, by the way, fits in with what creationists say. Yeah. Creationists say that, uh, you know, from, from the fall of man, that you had, you had this, I mean, the, the, world, the world was like a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And, and gradually the world has lost that. And, and so there was a lot, lot more rain and, and water, a lot less flooding. A mm-hmm. lot more calm, a lot more temperate. Um, so, you know, creationists, some creationists believe that the more carbon you've got, the more greenhouse effect you've got, the better. Sure. And that the, the, your, your carbon layers and the other layers, you know, that yeah, yeah. The, on the edge of the atmosphere are actually keeping the atmosphere in the earth and we actually need more of it because we're losing our atmosphere. Sure. Crazy, little by little, you know what I mean? Yeah. It goes off into space. Sure. And then on Wednesday, the 27th of January, they spoke about enhancing stewardship of our global commons. Global what? Commons. Commons? Yes. What is a common? The stuff that's common to all. Yes. Like our oceans. (laughs) Yes. Like the Nile River is common to a number of nations in Africa. Yes. Yeah. You know, know, but who gives them the right to say? You know, because presidents and prime ministers come and go. But the figures like Klaus Schwab and, you know, you've got these other secret sort of figures. Mm. They're the ones that are not in front of the cameras. And they make speeches. They, 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 make, they make some of the most horrendous statements that most people would absolutely despise, those statements. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, who, who, who put them in this position to decide this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and then on Thursday, they spoke about harnessing the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution. The fourth industrial revolution is the biggest threat to mankind. Yeah. And there's a, a thing called transhumanism. Yes, you've I read these, about that. Yeah, you've got these people that actually believe that we can actually merge people into a computer. It will mm-hmm. be the end of mm-hmm. people, but we'll, we'll carry on living in cyberspace. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read an article on that, and this person was speaking about the fact that that's the reason they're pushing the whole transgender movement. Because if you look in the pride Stop. community, the f one thing that they're pushing is a transgenderism and stuff, so that we can get don't have children. Yeah, used to the fact that hey, it's okay to turn from one person or one thing to another. Yeah, thing. but the thing is, what happens to the birth rate? Yeah, it actually decreases. Well, I mean, if <laughs> if a woman tries to become a man and cuts out a uterus, sure. if a man you know changes to a woman, yeah, that's it. Those those people are never going to have children. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the plan. Yeah. And funny enough, these people are supposed to stand for the economy and stuff. And if you look at history, when China had the one-child policy, it actually affected their economy. Very badly. Very badly. In so fact, the structural problems they got in the economy today is because of that. Yes. So now, if if this is what they're pushing for and stuff, and they're supposed to stand for the economies of the, the world and stuff, then there's a problem. They're well, not doing what they, they, they're there to do. If you sit down with economists, the biggest threat uh, to, to any economy is deflation. Mm. You know, that's where instead of inflation, your prices are dropping. Yeah. Inflation, you know, means there's increased growth. Mm. So if you look at the housing bubble in the U.S. Yeah. So I remember seeing a, a Christian guy, and he, he spoke when they had the, you know, the, the, the global financial crisis in 2008. And he spoke about the fact that that thing was caused in America because they brought in Roe versus Wade in the early 70s. Mm. And so you had what was called the, the baby boomers. Mm -hmm. And so he predicted, you know, to within a few years of when this crash was going to happen because it was going to happen when your, your housing market stopped growing because the population started dropping due to the fact that people were being aborted from the 1970s. Mm. So the birth rate dropped mm. because many babies were aborted. Sure. And you took about 60 million people out of the economy. Sure. And those people would have all have been contributing to the economy. Mm. Mm. And um, so that created a vacuum so the demand for houses dropped. And obviously there were some other questionable um, financial instruments that were being used as well, mm. which accelerated things. But, um, you know, th th the biggest thing was actually abortion. Mm. Mm. So, okay. yeah, this... this a drop in birth rate is terrible for the economy. Yeah, and then on the Friday, they then spoke about advancing global and regional cooperation. For what? Now Just allow people to get on with their lives. Now, that is the thing. If you look at um, Klaus Schwab, yes, Klaus Schwab, he actually wrote the book like he spoke about earlier, um, COVID-19, The Great Reset, and he wrote it last year, and in the book, he basically speaks about the fact that many of us are pondering when things will return to norm normal. The short response is never. Nothing will ever return to the broken sense of normalcy that prevailed prior to the crisis because coronavirus pandemic marks a fundamental uh, inflection point in our global trajectory. And then he speaks about the fact that you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by this is that an, is an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. He says the spread of infectious disease has a unique ability to fuel fear, anxiety, and mass hysteria. All in all saying that COVID-19 is the perfect opportunity to reimagine our world. Does that not sound familiar? Yes. And at first I fell for that. When the lockdowns began. Yeah. I fall for that nonsense. I'm ashamed to say. <laughs> Please don't judge me, Black Knight. Yeah. Yeah. 
Black Knight, so, what yeah, are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, specifically Black Knight, what we, 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 we want to build back without the, what, this a broken sense of normality that was there, you know. It was a broken sense of normality. Yeah. So, you know, what are your thoughts around that? Um, <laughs> so, I think, uh, okay, yeah, at least at least you're asking me something that I was thinking about <laughs> when I was going through all of this. Um, that we, we've, we've, had, we've had the system that we, 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 that we were living in before the, before the COVID and everything. And I know one thing for sure, our, our crisis was like murdering, you know, um, theft and stuff like that all over the world, you know. Um, obviously corruption and all of that. But, you know, the, the, for me, these, these are the legitimate problems or matters that we should be focusing on, on a person. Um, because now when we come, when we come to, we, 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 we were fixing a situation for you but we're using everyone else you know it's gonna mess up a lot of things you know um I, when i was praying i was uh, um something came came to me in fact god was like to me you know i love i love the whole world and i love you you know what i mean so there's that it's it's different when i'm with you only than when it's with everyone so so it's 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 that whole trick that they're playing on us to 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 one one we we're using one man's um, situation to solve for everyone, but we're not all the same. Mm. Um, I think you mentioned that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not all the same. Yeah. So it's 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 a it's a yeah very uh, huge problem because obviously the person that they're using, and if you say that that person's gonna be like, oh, so but you, in in saying that you don't care about me then, and then that's where the whole argument is gonna start. And when we start arguing, they continue doing what they are there. That's how they use the race. It's it's really not about that. Yeah. Going through their website, I, I see it's not it's not about race. Everything that we're fighting about in countries, it, they they not about that. They just using that for us to carry on fight, fighting um, fighting with with those things while while they do what they did to South Africa lately. While we busy fighting, looting, and all of that, they busy passing laws that they know. When when they when they not, when they say to everyone, okay, okay, everyone, stop, come back, people, people, when people realize what has happened, mm -hmm. it's 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 too late because there's already laws that that has been set, and you can't go you can't go against them now because yeah. if you say anything now, you you'll get arrested. Yeah. Then you ask the question, but where was I? You were looting. Yeah. Where was I? You were fighting lockdowns. Yeah. Where was I? Yeah, you you were busy doing that when this was happening. Um, please show me. Yes, it was Ed, and then they showed you it was, yeah. but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't as big as the looting, mm. because they choose what's on TV. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 a problem because they're controlling everything, mm. and it's right. It's it it, it it's actually in plain sight. Yeah. Th that's what they're actually doing to us. Going through their website, I'm like, they're actually telling us what they're gonna do. They're showing us step by step. They actually have a step. Day one, they have a day one, day two. <laughs> they have, I was like, these guys. Yeah, that, that's yeah. actually the thing. Yeah. People get written off as being conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But these guys actually tell you what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you go on their websites, <laughs> now World Economic Forum is one, <laughs> and there's another, like the Rockefeller Foundation is another. Yeah. They tell you what they're going to do. Mm. The event 201. The event 201 in 2019, <laughs> two months later, bam, just COVID-19. Yeah. They tell you what they're going to do. And, and, and the thing is, in terms of that, 
how do you strip everyone of everything that they own? Okay, you get them to fight each other so they don't realize what you're doing to them. Yep, yeah. exactly that. And Aaron Russo, actually, who was, part, who was part of the World Economic Forum, actually said this. This is his words. I'm not making it up. It's a quote, eh? It is <laughs> a quote. The end goal is to get everybody chipped <gasps> vaccine passports. Yeah. Yep. To control the whole society, lockdowns, and to have the bankers and elite people control the world. That's what they say. And I mean, yeah, and I mean, the thing is, yeah, but the internet's given us freedom mm. because we can get our messages out there now. Yeah. All right. So one day they might shut this whole thing down to, to stop us being able to, to communicate. So we need to be ready for that. Yeah. But, but the thing is, I mean, how blatant is that? Yeah. And, and our president in South Africa, Soroma Pause, is fully in with this stuff. Yes. Uh, all of our elites in South Africa are fully in. Uh, Joe yeah. Biden and all of them. They are fully in with this. Boris Johnson is so in with this, it's not even funny. Yep. Angela Merkel from, from Germany is so into this. Yeah. Boris Johnson is he's even the G7. <laughs> That's how in, in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's happening. And one of the things that we don't do is actually look into it. We watch or we see the what the... We're like, oh, I don't want to sit for five days and listen to what they have to say and stuff. Then we go read the newspaper articles. Like, yay, climate change. Because we think that they, they're actually standing for society. Well, even worse, society. in South Africa, they'll have articles about s corruption. Mm. So they, and they'll focus on the where people are making statements mm. about South Africa's corruption problems. Yeah. The, there was one, they're showing a, a, a lady who murdered someone. But I'm like, do you know how many people, you, you know there's a lot of people being murdered. Why is this one now special? And then, I, and then I wonder, when they're showing this, they showed the whole court case and they made it a big thing. I don't even know this lady. Mm. I it was a big thing. And then I'm like, I wonder what they're doing in the background. I wonder what's happening. And then you come Monday, they start telling you this has happened, that has happened. You're like, but where was I? You didn't even show me all of yeah. this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Final thoughts on Davos. No, da Davos is a big problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, and... <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll speak about the biggest problem there after, but uh, the, uh, Davos is being used by the enemy. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I mean, <laughs> some of those quotes that you read out there, some of the stuff that Glenn Beck and his, his uh, you know, co-hosts were, were talking about, yeah. uh, very, very sad. Yeah, yeah. Black Knight, final thoughts? Honestly, if at this point, if you don't, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Probably it has nothing to do with the show, but at this point, if you don't, believe in the bible and you don't believe in god and jesus i would advise you to do that yeah it's simple to yeah. see now let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms this is the political show where christ politics is Hot politics Hot politics <laughs>
by getting onto rapid trade. In Ephesians 1 verse 3 it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Okay, so uh, the, 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 the problems that, that would be mentioned at Davos and Klaus Schwab and members of the World Economic Forum and the world leaders that, that attend Davos and all of those institutions is that they're exploiting a problem that's in the world because of sin. Yeah. Uh, all the problems we have in the world, the source of them is sin. The source of them is the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. And so they come and they say, this is the problem. Everyone agrees, yes, this is the problem. And, they, and then they tell you about a solution. They put it in a way that sounds good, but it's not actually going to work. The only solution is coming to Christ, knowing, knowing Jesus, and understanding what he did for you when he shed his blood for you on the cross. Yeah. When you give your life to Jesus... That verse there from Ephesians says that, um, you know, we should be praising God with everything that we have. Why? Because he has blessed us with every single spiritual blessing. Yeah. There isn't a spiritual blessing that is held back from you. Yeah. There is nothing that the Lord in the spiritual realm is holding back from you. If your faith is in Jesus, everything that, every spiritual blessing that is available for you in heaven, God wants to give you. And that's why you praise him. And the Bible says he inhabits our praises because what he's done for us is incredible. If you want to understand what the solution is to the social, you know, the socioeconomic problems, um, problems with the environment, all sorts of things like that, understand you find the answers with the Lord. Yeah. Because the Lord and the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is the only solution that there is to the problem of sin. Yeah. Now, all of these challenges, inequalities, you know, sicknesses, all of these sorts of things, they happen as a result of sin. Yeah. They happen as a result of the fact that the world is under a curse. Yeah. And until you overcome the curse, you, 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 you've got a problem. Mm. And the only way to overcome the curse is through the blood of Jesus. So, so remember, we praise God because we have every spiritual blessing. Why? Because we're united with Jesus. Yeah, How are you united with Jesus? When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm. And uh, you believe that God raised him from the dead. And that he's seated at the right hand of the Father right now interceding for you. When you, when you believe that and you accept it as true and you make him the Lord of your life, then Ephesians 1 verse 3 becomes yours. Amen. Amen. Let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me in studio we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight right here on the political show where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics on XFM where radio has never been better. Here is a song by Bizzle called Unjust Scales. When it's blood in the streets, and you remain quiet, don't you come with a speech. When it's pop, man down, done by police, hood cries. You ain't know it, don't say nothing to me. When it pop, the hood been crying out, but no one ever hears. Yeah, until they turn it upside down. Now everyone appears. Uh, yeah. I bring up Trayvon, you 
say he was a thug. I bring up John Crawford, you say he had a gun. I bring up Eric Garner, you say he was overweight. And you say that Michael Brown should have never tried to run. Do you really not realize that is a pattern? That you not having compassion when these tragedies happen? Isn't it odd? Usually you sympathize with the victim, but this time you just continue to side with the killer. Could it be a part into the lot? Can we love the genocide? Yo, the hood got a record that none of us can deny. Some are killers, and others pick it up just to survive. You think you would be as holy if you grew up on his side? No excuses, but you gon' have to tweak your perspective. It's easy being sheep with them sheep for protected. Get around them wolves and them teeth start projecting. Second that you sleep, you can leave unexpected. Check it. When it's blood in the streets, and you remain quiet, don't you come with a speech. When it pop, man down, done by police, hood cries. You ain't know it, don't say nothing to me. When it pop, the hood been crying out, but no one ever hears, yeah, until they turn it upside down. Now everyone appears, yeah. Looking mad negligent on top of your theology, your blind spots evident. Hear me quoting Jakes and you yell out of your heretic. But when the hood cries, I'm a gotha ain't addressing it. You don't like Sharpton, who you gon' replace him with? If you don't never pick up when they call you, save it then. Want me to be quiet? Uh, you gon' have to make me then. Cause every time I tell the hood something, you okay with it. Isaiah 117 in your Bible. Most of them people won't look anything like you. Fatherless, oppressed, and the widow, I remind you. Take a look around you. Who does that apply to? Why would the Lord tell you to plead their case? Let's see, expected you to ignore the things they say. Like, man, the system mistreat us, and the police beat us. But you don't never believe us. Why would I trust your Jesus? Don't you say you love me, show me, homie. Blood in the streets, and you remain quiet, don't you come with a speech. When it pop, man down, done by police, hood cries. You ignore it, don't say nothing. A year ago, it's Blake Griffin caught down on Sterling and racist. You will look at the team and say he exaggerated. Tell him to quit complaining, like, how is he racist? Look at the money you're making. Why we delusional till we tape it? 12% of America, 40% of prison. One in every three of us are paid a prison to visit. Doing 60% more time for the same offenses. You reply, that's BS. I don't believe in statistics. I just want you to listen. You think I'm saying you did it. I don't see your compassion. I just see you get defensive. If it's a problem, you thinking that I'm trying to say it's you Really, I just want for you to have a problem with it too Picture was growing up in the crib together as brothers Parents treating us different, you say I'm tripping, it's nothing But when you sleep, he touched me where he ain't supposed to be touching But when I tell you he does it, you look at me like I'm funny I'm telling you he mistreats me, when you ain't looking he beats me And you keep saying we brothers, but you don't never believe me So when you see the division, it ain't all on pop It ain't about what he did to me, it's about your response uh, we just want for you to cry with us cry. And quit telling us we ain't justified in our feelings uh, So when you reply, this is not the 50s biz okay. All I hear is you replying the same way people back in the 50s did This ain't the 20s biz blood in the streets And you remain quiet, don't you come with a speech When it pop, man down, done by police Hood cries, you ignore it, don't say nothing to me When it pop, the hood been crying out But no one ever Turn it upside down. Now everyone appears. Yeah. To 
my white brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm doing this for a couple reasons. One, I just want to give you a little more perspective on where it is we come from and why it is we feel how we feel sometimes. And we can't keep sweeping these race issues under the rug. Because the only time we seem to have these hard conversations is when tragedy happens and everybody's high in their emotions. And yes, we are all one in Christ. But once we step out them church doors, the world's going to respond to us differently. And how we respond to one another's pain is going to affect our relationship. It's not anger, it's hurt. And reason number two is this. I never walk on eggshells when I'm talking to the black community. I'm always raw. I'm always saying, stop that killing. Stop selling drugs in our community. Stop acting this way. And no one ever has a problem with it. Nor do I ever feel like I'm putting my career on the line. Or that I'm going to lose all of my black followers. But the truth is, I feel that way right now. I feel that way every time I bring up racial injustice. Like I'm going to stop getting booked for churches. Like my career is on the line. And I shouldn't have to feel that way if we're one in Christ. I shouldn't have to feel like I need to get a white person to say this for me because they're not going to hear me. I shouldn't feel that way. And I do. And a lot of people do. And there's some things that you probably feel that I don't know because we don't talk. So feel free to use me to put the conversations on the table. All in love. Not to be divisive, but to get past some things so the next time tragedy happens, we can be on one accord. And I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm a Christian before I'm black, but I'm going to continue to speak against injustice the way I always have. And whether it's a black person or a white person on the other side of that, so be it. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.